0: I remember once I heard a a non-religious person say this about church. I have no interest in taking time out of my schedule to gather every week and apologize for being human. And that line has always stuck with me. Uh, I don't know what percentage of people have that perception Of church, that it's primarily about gathering to apologize for things that we can't control. But I'm pretty sure that person is not alone in that perception. Now, church, of course, if it's being done right, should be about a lot more than apologizing to God, right? It should be about celebrating God's goodness and his mercy. It should be about mobilizing together to meet the needs of a hurting world, it should be about connecting with our Creator, it should be about uh, meaningful community, it should be about healing, spiritual healing, emotional healing, Um, and it should be about learning how to be fully alive. But part of church should be about acknowledging sin, confessing sin, and repenting from sin. And in fact, if we don't worry about sin at all, then that whole list of things that I just gave, we won't be able to do. right? And Ash Wednesday is all about that. Ash Wednesday is probably the day on the Christian calendar when someone could most accuse the church of being about apologizing for being human. Uh, because Ash Wednesday is a day for recognizing our sinfulness. It's a day for confession, for repentance, and it's a day that's supposed to initiate a time of reflection uh, and confession in between uh, now and Easter. And it's supposed to uh, prepare us for Easter through this uh, season of self-denial. But it's not accurate to call it a time for apologizing for being human. That's really a terrible way of understanding confession. Because when we confess our sins, we are not confessing our humanity. We're confessing our inhumanity. The story of creation in Genesis tells us that God made us to be his image bearers. Human beings are given this special dignity of being God's image bearers, which means that God has made us to be like little mirrors that reflect something about who he is to the rest of creation. Uh, We're called to be caretakers over the earth. To be truly human, as God intends, is to be his ambassador in the world. It's to be someone who loves, someone who serves, someone who blesses, somebody who exercises creativity and increases peace in the world. That's what true humanity is. And sin is whenever we fall short of that holy calling that God has for us. So the purpose of confessing sin is not to beat ourselves up for being human. The purpose of confessing is actually to become more human. It's to become more of what a human being is meant to be, an image bearer of God. Jesus taught that recognizing and confessing our sin is a foundational part of a healthy relationship with God. In Luke chapter 18, Jesus said, two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself. God, I thank you I am not like other men, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. What Jesus is saying here is that God loves a humble heart. A healthy relationship with God requires humility. That's the foundation upon which a healthy relationship with God rests. This recognition that we need his mercy. First John 1 John 1.8 says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And my own paraphrase of this passage is, Being okay starts with recognizing that we're not okay. Part of the foundation of spiritual health is being able to say, like the tax collector says here, Lord have mercy on me, a sinner. And when we can't say that, that's when we really have a problem. Ash Wednesday is a day when we recognize that part of the reason that the world is so messed up is us. Part of the reason that the world is so messed up is me, right? It's not just those people out there, you know. Those Republicans, those Democrats, those conservatives, those liberals, those capitalists, those socialists. This is a day when we recognize the reason the world is messed up in part is me. I am part of the brokenness of the world. I contribute to it. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. And if we really want to experience the joy of the resurrection when Easter comes in about a month and a half, we have to really recognize that, internalize that that reality. Now, traditionally, one of the ways that the church has reminded itself of these truths, that we are sinners and that we are part of the problem and we need to be humble, one of the ways that we've done that is by practicing self-denial during this season between Ash Wednesday and and Easter. And this season traditionally known as Lent. And one of the ways that people practice self-denial during Lent is by giving something up. Uh, You know, something like coffee or dessert or alcohol or TV um, or social media nowadays. Now, I did not grow up in a church that really observed Ash Wednesday, that just wasn't something that was on our radar. And I was actually skeptical for a long time of the value of giving something up for Lent, just because it wasn't something I was used to. But I've actually really come to appreciate the practice, and I, I think that there is a lot of value in it. Uh, People will sometimes ask, well, what's the point? You know, if something is sinful, you shouldn't just give it up for Lent, you should give it up all the time, right? And if something isn't sinful, why bother giving it up? It's just masochistic. What's the point? Here's my answer. (laughs) First, yes, it's true. If something is sinful, you really shouldn't just give it up for Lent, you know, it should be a a more long-term sacrifice than that. But I have come to believe that there is value in giving something up for a period of time, even if it's not something that's inherently sinful, if we do that with the right attitude, with the right spirit. Uh, Now, why do I say that? Well, when we willingly deny ourselves something that we want for a season, as sort of an offering to God, we're demonstrating that we take God seriously. Right? when we're demonstrating that we are open to God changing our life in, in practical ways, in real ways. Uh, and we're also showing that we're readying ourselves in case God really does ask us to give something up. You know, we're like, well, I could give it up. You know, I've, I've got some practice. I gave up coffee for a period of time, right? You're, you're creating in yourself a spiritual discipline, a practice that enables you to take God seriously, Self-denial, I think, is also valuable because it helps us to appreciate Jesus' self-denial even more. Jesus gave up so much for our sake. You know, when he, when he took on a human body, he emptied himself of so many divine privileges. He gave up the comfort of, of heaven, and eventually he gave up his life on the cross. No one has ever given, him, given uh, up so much as Jesus did. And so when we willingly give up something for him, then it can help us to appreciate how much he gave up. And it shows how seriously we take uh, what Jesus did for us. So I do think there's some value just in the act of the self-denial itself, if it's done with the right right attitude. Um, If it's done with the right attitude, it trains us to take God seriously and to appreciate what Christ has done. But there is also value in denying ourselves certain things for a period of time for other reasons. So... For example, if you deny yourself certain things, you will suddenly have more free time. You know, Podcasts, music, social media, and then you can take that time and use it for more prayer, uh, for Bible reading, for something that helps you to connect with God uh, more than you already are. And then there's other things that we can give up, coffee, soda, alcohol if you give up those things, now you've got more money than you did before, right? And then you can take that money and you can redirect it to a worthy cause, like, you know, helping people in need or a missionary or something like that. So I do really encourage all of us to think about, pray about, is there something that I can give up for the next 40 days um, for these reasons? But, I also encourage you to remember a line from the passage that we read for invocation. If you are thinking about th- doing this, this is something to keep in mind. Joel uh, chapter 2, uh, verse 12 said, Rend your heart and not your garments. Rend your heart and not your garments. Now, what does that mean? Well, in those days, if you wanted to express uh, mourning, mourning, Sorrow over your sin, repentance, it was common to tear your clothes. Uh, but here God says, rend your heart, not your garments, right? In other words, God cares a lot more about the attitude of your heart than whether you're engaging in a religious ritual or custom. Rending your garments, that's a religious custom, it's a, it was a ritual, God cares a lot more about the attitude of the heart of the person who is doing that than whether or not they're actually tearing their clothes. Right? So if you give something up for Lent just because you know, that's what people do or you felt like I pressured you into it or because it gives you some sense of religious pride or because you feel like you're earning God's approval and he's going to like you more if you do it, then that's all pointless. That is rending your garment, but not your heart. What God really wants is not the religious ritual, but our whole selves. Uh, Sometimes rituals can help us to give God our whole selves. Ideally, that is what they do. Uh, But sometimes, when they just become hollow traditions, they no longer serve their purpose. If giving something up for Lent helps you to give God more of your whole self, go for it. Uh, But if it's just a way of checking off a box on a list that's titled, Things I Need to Do to Get God Off My Back, then it's pointless. That's rending your garment, not your heart. So we've talked about the importance of confessing tonight about being serious about our sin, acknowledging it, and so that's what we're going to do together right now. Uh, I have a, a prayer uh, to lead us in, and there's a few opportunities. You'll see on the screen it will say all, and that's where you guys uh, will hopefully affirm what has been read. So again, I invite us all to stand. Uh, this, is, this is a prayer of confession that I think is helpful in getting us to recognize all the ways that we contribute to the brokenness in the world. All right. We confess to you and to one another and to the whole communion of saints in heaven and on earth that we have sinned by our own fault in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart and mind and strength, We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not forgiven others as we have been forgiven. Have mercy on us, Lord. We have been deaf to your call to serve as Christ served us. We have not been true to the mind of Christ. We have grieved your Holy Spirit. Have mercy on us, Lord. We confess to you, Lord, all our past unfaithfulness. The pride, hypocrisy, and impatience of our lives. We confess to you, Lord. Our self-indulgent appetites and ways, and our exploitation of other people. We confess to you, Lord. Our anger at our own frustration, and our envy of those more fortunate than ourselves. We confess to you, Lord. Our intemperate love of worldly goods and comforts and our dishonesty in daily life and work, we confess to you, Lord. Our negligence in prayer and worship and our failure to commend the faith that is in us, we confess to you, Lord. Accept our repentance, Lord, for the wrong things we have done, for our blindness to human need and suffering, and our indifference to injustice and cruelty, accept our repentance, Lord. For for all false judgments, for uncharitable thoughts toward our neighbors, and for our prejudice and contempt toward those who differ from us, accept our repentance, Lord. For our waste and pollution of your creation, and our lack of concern for those who come after us, accept our repentance, Lord. Restore us, good Lord. Let your anger depart from us. Favorably hear us, for your mercy is great. Accomplish in us the work of your salvation, that we may show forth your glory in the world. By the cross and passion of your Son, our Lord, bring us with all your saints to the joy of his resurrection. Amen.